It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce with me as usual. Uh, Patrick, we got to get to the golf. You were at a lot of the 3M uh, open over the weekend. Got to get to the Vikings news that Daniil Hunter has signed at least. Um, a one-year truce, I guess we would call it, because he gets free agency again next year. But, Patrick, we got to start with the Twins. Losers of five in a row. The last three, a sweep at Kansas City, which is not actively trying to lose, but uh, but but has been doing a spectacular job of it so far this year. That's a weird way to go towards the uh, the the trade deadline. They don't play today, then they resume play um, in uh, in St. Louis tomorrow. Patrick, um, what do, what do you make of getting swept this five game losing streak, but suddenly just a, a half game up again? It seems like a lot of the goodwill they built up quickly at the start of the uh, the post break schedule has been uh, erased, and maybe even more than that. Well, after that loss, that inexcusable, pathetic loss Tuesday, I declared on Twitter at least this was not your normal loss. This one was going to have effects on it because yeah. you were leading six to two. And yet you struck out 18 times during this game. He just went up there and flailed away like morons, even though you got some uh, runs uh, early and you had a 6-2 lead. And then the bullpen, uh, for want of a better term, puked it up and you lost that game. And I uh, said on Twitter, now in a little bit of an exaggeration, I predicted they were going to finish 13-47 and 47 in their last six games. <laughs> that they were a tremendously flawed team and that the pitching was returning uh, to being okay instead yes. of the starting pitching. It was always going to get, we talked about that at the break, not at the halfway point, at Correct. the break, okay? And we talked about that at the break, that the pitching, the starting pitching was not going to be as good. Uh, it, it, it was going to be okay. It was going to yep. be adequate, but it wasn't going to be like it was. And uh, and the hitting, there was no sign that the hitting was going to get better. Well, there was for about four days. But, uh, yeah, this is awful. I mean, what's with Duran here? Duran yeah. comes in. He's got a, a lead against the Royals. The one thing he wants to do is not get in a situation where he has to face Bobby Witt. And they still got him throwing breaking balls and stuff, walking two batters to load the bases to bring up the one guy they got that can hit. Then he goes, he gets ahead of him, I think one and two, and then, uh, you know, serves him a heater down the middle and uh, wit hits it uh, out of the ballpark. So uh, it's, uh, you know, it was just an awful, awful weekend. And, uh, uh, and the worst was yesterday. I mean, this guy, this slop balling left hander, he's the slowest thrower in the league. He's Jamie Moyer. Uh, and yeah. uh, they let him dazzle him. They give it up, they get one run. And then, uh, and then you got your, uh, your, your phenom utility player who, uh, Willie Castro, who gets a hit once in a while and he does some things, but he is a moron on the bases and having having any feel for the game and what he's watching, he gets thrown out Saturday night at third base. Yeah. Uh, for, there's no 
no reason to go to third base. And uh, he gets thrown out by 20 feet. And it, and they, you know, Rocco's quote, well, why, why do you play him today? Why don't you get benched? And he basically said, if we start benching everybody who makes a stupid play, we won't have a lot. So, uh, <laughs> right. It's uh, and then they Kirloff goes on the DL, still a DL to me. Dang it, the heck with the IL. The DL goes on the DL, uh, and that there was a reason I thought that he was striking out uh, really. Uh, he was the AL Player of the Week, but then he also was striking out like crazy. Now they have to put him on the on the DL. Which means unless they make a trade, we still aren't going to get rid of Joey Gallo. You know, it's uh, uh, I mean, it's just been a terribly flawed lineup uh, from the get-go. The fact that you had to put Taylor, who's a two ten hitter, in the lineup because Buxton couldn't play center field, and then Vasquez, you bring him in, and he's a complete out. They uh, there's not really much they uh, did in the off season to improve the hitting and uh, and then Carlos Correa I've talked we've talked about this before if this is him you're not going to be any good if this is if this is you know if he can't hit third and knock in 80 85 runs 90 runs and score some runs you're not going to be any good and uh, their their lineup's terrible and uh, now their their bullpen's got nobody in it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, if Duran's not getting it done right now, who do you yeah. trust there? Yeah, yeah, they keep using that lefty Moran, and he'll uh, he'll uh, if it's really a big pressure situation, he'll come in and walk two guys immediately. Now they got Thielbar back, and that might help. But uh, I don't know. You almost hope they don't win it, don't you? You almost hope they don't advance. They should be penalized for this. They should be penalized for this. I think we're reaching the two-thirds point uh, uh, in their next game. but uh, Yeah, 108 oh, would be through two-thirds, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they're just – they don't deserve to – I know the central, blah, blah, blah. But they haven't played good enough uh, to, to even be 500, which is they are now. They're just not good. They're not. They're not good. They're not smart. They're not really good in the field. When when Taylor doesn't play, when they don't have him play in center field, they're not. They're not. You know, in the field, they're mediocre at best, and uh, and then hitting wise, they're horrible. And they got a lousy bullpen. And uh, what what do you know? This is. Everybody wants to be mad at the manager. Somebody said to me, well, they have talent. They don't have that much talent. They no. aren't that good. They aren't good. You got Joey Gallo. For, what? You know, Joey Gallo, we, Joey was talking about his slump the other day to uh, to Phil. Well, Joey, this isn't a slump. This is you. This is you, this right. Is you. This is you. <laughs> Your Last life year, is a slump. You, uh, your life at the last plate is a slump. Last year, you struck out 40% of the time. This year, you're striking out 42% of the time. You're a stiff. What are we doing? What are you doing? What are they doing with this guy? What is he here for? What's what's he? What purpose does he serve? Okay, he's fair in outfield, and he's fair at first base. But he goes up and strikes out. Anytime you need a hit, he strikes out, and then even you know, once a week he'll hit a home run, and uh, we've hit two home runs and 
five days and we'll, people will say, oh, that's why he's playing. He should not be here. And it's a joke that he is. That's my view. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, I mean, what'd you, th- what'd you make of the, Did you read Rocco's comments on, uh, after Sunday's game, it was interesting. He was, I think a lot of this was trade deadline motivated because that's just a couple days from now. He was asked about it. He said, um, getting swept, quote, drives some points home for me, but I don't know if it drives any points home for the organization as a whole. <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a different quote, too, where he said, it's <clears throat> um, helpful about how he doesn't feel like they need anything. Yeah, he said, it's always a legit question, always a legit question right before the trade deadline about whether help is on the way. Sometimes there are moves and you always look and have to be open to pretty much everything. But when you look at the big picture, I think we have a very good team. I'm not sitting here begging no. for anything at all. Okay, there's a Theobar quote. I got to look it up right here. This is a Theobar quote. Uh, and this is this is another thing that's driving me nuts about this collection. Theobar's quote is, here we go. Excuse me, I'm looking on the paper. But uh, Was, this, <clears throat> was that today or was this a couple today, days ago? Okay. Today, I think Theobar, or was it? Yes. Oh, the day. Anyway, it's a quote about, oh, yeah, Theobar, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, uh, I've been out for a long summer. I've been here out for basically three months, so it's been tough to deal with. I want to be out there competing with the guys. They've been having a lot of fun this summer. No, <laughs> they haven't. <clears throat> no, you're they lying. haven't. You're a, you're a good, wholesome young man from Randolph, Minnesota. I knew your mother. She was a great person. She taught you to tell the truth. Don't lie. <laughs> nobody's been having Don't, fun. Nobody's been having fun. You know, there's no fun going on, and they keep talking about that. And you know, somebody shows up and they say, "Well, we're, I'm here to win championships." No, you aren't. No, you're not. You're not here to do that. You're here to be part of a extremely disappointing team. That when we really look at it, should be considered this disappointing because they're not any good. Right. Overall, they're not. They're mediocre in fielding horrible and hitting and yeah they they got carried by starting pitching for half the season now that now the starting pitching's i wouldn't say it's returning to the norm but it's you know it's 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 just above average now instead of being really good and they're not good they're not no. good they hopefully they'll uh hopefully they'll go 75 and 87 and make some changes yeah <clears throat> and so oh. I got this from uh from our colleague Howard Sinker who tweeted something and then got this in response. He tweeted something about Buxton and Correa kind of having an opportunity yesterday and not delivering. And Justin Hayes tweeted back at at Howard. He sent this to me. Are Buxton yeah, and Correa the new Parisian suitor? <laughs> yeah, well, no, because Parisian, you know, suitor was Almost your defenseman of the year. Well, yeah, that's the, the thing. Final three. Suter right. was a hell of a player for you. He was. He might have been a. He might have been a self motivated jerk in the locker room, but he was not a. You know, they, they were not a disappointment. They saved the franchise for God's sakes. Two thousand uh, when they that July fourth that they signed him, they were losing. 30% of their ticket holders. The place was yes. starting to look for the first time. The honeymoon was over and you signed those two guys and they had like 200 straight sellouts. 
So people who complain about Suter and Parisi are idiots. And also they were very good players. You knew when you signed them to that long contract that, you know, that at the end they weren't going to be as good as they were. But Suter and Parisi, that was a, that was a happy era for this franchise. That those guys did have those guys about. did have some fun at some yeah, point. They did at some point at one time, but uh, you know they didn't get out of they got out of the first they even got out of the first round twice, which hasn't been done, you know. So uh, I know I uh, can't say that about Kaprizov. He hasn't been out of the first round. That's true. He got out of the first round a couple of times. No, that's not tell uh, tell Jason Hayes he's wrong. Justin Hayes, it's, yeah. It's I, I, I think I maybe mean, the spirit of it I can get a little bit, just the disappointment, the big contracts. I like you you're right. Those guys for when they were here, especially the first like five or six years, those guys were really good players. You understood why they did what they did. There was there was disappointment that they didn't get further. But you're right, they won a couple playoff series. That was maybe about as far as or as good as those teams were. But yeah, Bucks and Korea obviously acquired differently too. Bucks and Spen here um from yeah. the get-go. Korea was the free agent, but you know, maybe just the wanting more from your high price players, especially when it matters most. I mean, man, they got to get more from the, from both of those oh, guys. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just like you, you well, can't a small, a, a mid market. We're not calling them small market, a mid market <laughs> team like the twins can't have however much they're paying those guys combined, like 45, 50 million in bucks. And only a third of what, you know, for a third of that total Korea makes up the vast majority of it, but you, you can't, have players like that not produce it just doesn't work we talked about it last week how the unexplainable thing here is buxton against left-handed pitching. yes why the heck can't he hit left-handed pitching and they're hitting 218 as a team against lefties like by far yeah. the worst in baseball and you're right that soft tosser yesterday was the the worst of it they just by both those guys struck out in a key situation in the Late in the game, I think against a bad reliever, it's just like, yeah, it's but the, the lefties, it's just mystifying. How do you? Yeah, they should be pounding those guys, especially the guy yesterday. I, I yeah. know he's. It's hard to get your timing against someone who throws uh, blah, so blah, soft. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah. And and my favorite, you didn't, you weren't here for this, uh, for me to talk about this last week because this was later in the week. But my favorite last week was that Polanco and Lewis are. Almost like making a trade when you get those guys back. That's my favorite uh, trade deadline yeah. trope when they when they talk about the injury guys. As hey, it's almost like we're making a trade when they come back. I don't know. Do you uh, something's going to happen at the end of this season? I just don't know what it is. But uh, it, it would be funny though if that Cleveland team wins the division. They're yeah. terrible. Everybody in this division is awful. Terrible. They're terrible. The White Sox are. You White know, Sox White surrendered. Sox they traded everybody. everybody. They, they tried. They surrendered. I said, well, they should have. But they're, you know, it's still trade of rosters, for goodness sakes. This is, uh, it, it, it's an embarrassment. It it could, uh, you know, if the something like this could lead to, uh, you know, if they ever get two more teams, we, we maybe we'll get to eight-team divisions sometimes, two yeah. eight-team divisions. <laughs> And they not have to put up with this nonsense. They they're just so lucky that that uh, you know the crowds have been okay. I I think they're gonna go to the tank here pretty soon, but their crowds have been okay, and people have shown up on this. And and you, the thing is that they're underachieving. Okay, they are underachieving because of Korea and Buxton, but 
They're not very good. I keep no, saying that. They're God, okay. Willie, Willie Castro is going to have 400 bats. Yeah. Every time he gets on base, he's a, you know, he'll steal a lot of base and do a lot of things, and then he'll do something really stupid. And, uh, you know, he's a utility guy that got cut by Detroit, and he's going to get 400 of the bats for yeah. you for sakes. Let's, let's, be re- let's be realistic about what they're putting on the field. It's not that good. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and, of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. And this time, and this time next week, we'll be talking about a five-game winning streak. I mean, this is just a weird team. It's a, it's an unserious team. They're, they're like the Timberwolves. They're, they're, they're very much the, uh, the embodiment of, of last year's wolves. This, this was, this was 2022-23 Timberwolves this weekend. Yes. What terrible team could we lose to? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. Although I dare say that Timberwolves team had more talent than uh relative to oh, the yeah. league than this year's twins do but they're both kind of that maddening hanging around 500 you want more from them and we'll see we'll see where it goes st patrick you were at the golf um a lot over the weekend a uh a wire to wire finish you know the the field i think they still wish you know that when this started it was a little bit different and then you know kind of got to compete with the british you got to compete with a lot of other factors in the in the summer and you know the 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 fractioning of of golf here didn't help them yes. either but what what did you uh, what what did you notice when you were out there this weekend well they did get a little bit of a hit from the fact that uh, i mean a positive hit from the fact that they they lowered the number of players going into the FedEx Cup from 125 to 70 yes. so that's why Justin Thomas was here Unfortunately, he didn't make the cut. Every, you know, there's about six guys that you said, oh, here guys to look at. About five of these guys, Woodland, and five of these guys didn't make the cut. Yeah, you know, that's that's what happens. And because uh, you had to, you know, Thomas was two under, which shouldn't make the cut, but the course was playing so easy. The fact that it rained out there, and uh, the only wind that they got all week was uh thursday uh afternoon it blew for a while and uh that's when justin thomas had said it was like playing with a blow dryer on you but the the fact that a rainbows thursday and friday kept the greens really soft so they just could do anything they want and then if that place doesn't have any wind and uh and you can't get the greens really firm they're gonna tear it up and they did and uh, this Lee Hodges shot 63 on, on Thursday off at 8.30 Thursday morning. So he was done at one in the afternoon. He led the, blow dryer. The the yeah. he led the rest of the way. Now, it actually was down to three. Not that it was going to make any difference on 18. Yeah. And then the other guy makes seven. It's in right. Group. He makes birdies. So, uh, or no, made eight, made triple bogey. And so he ended up winning by seven strokes. But, uh he, uh, I, I would say, though, the highlight of the tournament 
was uh, me uh, almost announcing my retirement because oh no, I wrote a, I wrote a random column for Thursday's paper on Aaron Baddeley, you know, the once one time Australian phenom. Yeah, he basically had. 18 years of mediocrity mediocrity oh yeah i read that that was good yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that and, uh he ended up finishing he was on the leaderboard there he was he was up to fourth at one time i said if he wins i'm gonna retire with the greatest random column of my life <laughs> I wins. right he, he ended up tied for seventh and That's pretty uh, good and uh won 200 Forty-five thousand dollars or something. So uh, anyway, that was good. Nice you, guy. But uh, you can keep your job and feel good about it. That's, yeah, it's a win-win. That's right. that's right. It's one of those columns when I'm. Uh, you're talking to this guy, and I said, eh, "I need another." And then, then all of a sudden, he says, "I said, did you bring your family? Because he got six kids." And he said, "Yeah." And he said, "They're they're they're in Wasika today with my wife's best friend." So his yeah, wife, that's right. So, yeah. He, they ended up being this this woman from Wasika and his wife were roommates at Arizona State. They're like inseparable. And I said, there's always a local angle. There's always a local <laughs> angle. Yes, even, there is. Even if it's for an Australian pro. Right, know? right. And I was glad to see him do well. But those kids followed, those six kids all lined up, followed him all over the golf course. Uh, so it was... But they they did have good crowds Saturday and Sunday, and the infrastructure out there is huge, and it's it's become a, I I don't know, man. The weather had a lot to do with it, obviously. But you know, you got one thing you gotta remember is the seniors they were giving away free for a while. Yes, yes. They're charging sixty five bucks to get in here now. I'm not. I'm sure there's a lot of hospitality tickets around. Oh yeah, right. Break. Yes, uh, but it's it's not a free event anymore, and. uh and but there are a lot of uh, younger, you know, thirty-five-year-old couples who, you know, might be drinking in the North Loop if they weren't there. So uh, uh, there was there was good, really good uh, galleries Saturday and Sunday. After Friday, nobody showed up because it was ninety-five. And oh yeah, Friday it wasn't very good. But uh, they got the same dates next year, right after the British Open. So I, it's always going to be a tough sell. So. Anyway, but it was, uh, you know, uh, this guy might be a pretty good player, the guy from yeah. uh, the kid from Alabama. But, you know, right now it's a, a bunch of uh, no names uh, battling out at the end. And, you know, and I, I don't think that makes a lot of difference to the very casual golf fans. But the, the old golf crowd we used to have that always wanted names is. Uh, we should be happy they did this, though. The seniors, the champions thing, had completely ran out of gas yeah. out there. And uh, and the champions tour is more boring than it's ever been. When your best player is 67 years old and still winning, yeah. it's, uh, it's a bad look. So, uh, and, and these guys are retiring now. With, I mean, leaving the regular tour with so much money now that yeah. they two-thirds of them don't go play the seniors anymore that's so a good point that was we, a good move it was a good new move but uh, it's a tough sell there's no doubt about it we think this tournament's in it for the long haul i mean how many this is the was this the fifth i think fourth or I fifth think, fifth or sixth year of the, of the I, think I think they signed a 10-year deal with the now they could probably get out of it because of all the changes that have been made in the pga tournament but even with all the problems they had, I think 3M likes having some good publicity. I don't know how much it costs them, you know, because the 
the difference is when the PGA when you're when you're in the champions, you got to yeah. pay for the TV coverage yourself, uh, and uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of costs, but the the tour uh, itself helps you a lot financially with these tournaments now. So okay, so it's 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 probably. Uh, and 3M spending more, but not hugely more, even though the purse is incredibly larger now than it was for the champions. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's wow. it. It's, yeah, it, it's here. It's just, it's always going to be a, you're always going to have to hustle to uh, sell it because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bad time for getting players and it's the middle of summer when still people heading for the lake, you know, so. As long as I got Hollis, they won't mind hustling a little bit. <clears throat> no, Hollis will, Hollis, will, Hollis will be hustling. And he's now got a tournament director who kind of was more of a public face this time than Hollis was. So, uh, okay. They're, uh, but they're, you know, they I would say they'd call it a success because of the, the crowds that showed up Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of showing up, um, Daniil Hunter back, should be back on the field now with. The Vikings, he signed a one-year contract over the weekend, kind of ending that impasse. Interesting. I mean, it's a big money deal. It's got, what, $17 million. It can be up to $20 million. He was on a deal that was only going to pay him five, and that was never going to happen. Um, but essentially becomes a free agent again after this season. Um, they got a lot of interesting free agents after this season now, Patrick. Daniil Hunter, Kirk Cousins, um, their other edge rusher, Marcus Davenport, all those guys only signed through this year um i guess this was the logical or at least a a short-term deal with hunter to keep him on the field this year let them compete was probably the logical outcome but still a little surprising it doesn't really tell you where they what they think of him or what he thinks of them that all they could get to was a one-year deal kind of i did kind of think that it was either going to be something a little bit longer or they're going to have to trade him um the the one year was going to be a surprise and I, there's nothing about it. I don't even know if the NFL is, do we have no trades in the NFL? But, uh, you know, what if, are they signing him to trade him? I don't know. That's I don't a good question. Make, that doesn't make any sense, I guess. No. Uh, if you feel that they because teams, you're not going to get a lot more if teams know that they, with this contract, he's going to be a free agent after this year. So if he has a good year, so I don't know, I guess, you know, I suppose their new defensive coordinator said, I need this guy. I don't have any pass rush. Right. So they're going to do, you know, they're gonna, they look at the central division. North, and, yeah. Uh, north, excuse me. Sort of like the central, but it's in the north. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just the sitting there, take it, you know. Yeah. Go ahead, take it. This Detroit nonsense is uh, anything. So they, you know, they, they got to give the defensive coach a chance to uh, – putting things together. But as I, as the ricey theory is, they owe the gods three games from yep. last year. That so was a good, you mentioned that so last week and it's absolutely true. If they're at 11, uh, you know, if they're 11 and a six team, they're going to be uh, eight, eight and nine. nine yeah. Because they owe, you know, they won games that they shouldn't have. Plus this year they have, uh, uh, they got the, last year they had uh, seven road games. This year they have nine road games. So, yes. uh, they they played the one game in London. So yes. uh, so anyway, I don't know. It's uh I, I I don't know what to think of this team. It's uh they apparently has 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 the little wide receiver started practicing yet? Uh yes. Yes, he's been out there. 
know. So. He's been out there, so trying to mind, as they used to say in full of Minnesota, he's trying to mind his P's and Q's now. Yes. What were the P's and Q's, by the way? What were they? I'm uh, not even sure what they were. I'm not, not sure. sure what they got, were, but I, I they believe it. in him though. Uh, he's got the right he's got the right infrastructure around him. So we're, oh, we're gonna wow. I got that infrastructure. That's always good. Percy had that infrastructure around yeah. him too, and he still didn't practice on Wednesdays, right? So no. uh Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's got it's got the potential to be an interesting year. I think okay. I think I expressed this to I think it was Chip the other day when he was on that this year's pretty big for Quasi. I think I think we learned last year that you know whether there was some fortune involved. I don't think any of us would disagree with that. Um, but that O'Connell can coach. I, I, I'm not as certain yet that Quasi can build a roster, um, and I think. This year and kind of you know into next year and kind of what they do to reshape this team to to competitively rebuild this team. Um, this is kind of the this is kind of his as Ed Donatel would say. This is his time to shine, and I, I'm curious to see what he what he's got in that regard because I just I don't, we don't know a whole lot about what he's done in the draft so far. None of those guys have really played much. This is this is turning into his roster quickly, and then then that's uh, that's that's where the that's where things heat up a little bit. It would be interesting to see if those uh, two defensive backs that were drafted and didn't play last year, Booth and Sign, uh, uh, is it Sign? Is that how we pronounce Seen. it? Louis Seen. Okay. And uh, I'd look at it and say Sign. Yes. But uh, if those two guys can play, that that help a lot. Ah, uh, yeah. They need some help in the secondary. There. Now that they're help, that will that will help a lot. But. Uh, Viking fever will be upon us shortly, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So anyway, and the twins, the twins have gotten us to Vikings fever, but you know it, it, it's uh, that that team. I don't know. They're just uh, they're not fun. They're, they're not, not fun. fun. They're not the, fun. You know the the wolves were very frustrating, but they were kind of fun sometimes. This team hasn't been fun. You know, since they were ten and four, they were fun when they were ten and four. Since then, and since when then, was the last time this team fun. was fun? Was it was the Bomba Squad the last time this team was genuinely fun? Because you know, yeah, they had, well, you, nobody had any fun in two thousand twenty. Right, right. Did, but that was no fun. They were still good, but yeah, that wasn't any fun at all because nobody could go to the games. No, yeah, they haven't been fun since. That's for sure. So, yeah, I don't know, but this is, you know, just because it. It's so simple to win this division, and they're they might not do it. I know, you know, seventy six and eighty six isn't going to win the division, and that's where these no. clowns are headed. So, anyways, um, final. Uh... I, I I anticipate another sweep for the 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 Missouri team this in the next three days. I don't see the bounce back. Oof. I think I think this is a dead team right now that. I guess I've predicted that a couple other times and they turn around and played okay. So I don't know. They're just, you know, not good. Do you not see good. do you see Sean Payton? I talked about this the other day, but let me finish here. <laughs> uh, do you see Sean Payton just absolutely ripping Nathaniel Hackett and just everything that went wrong yeah, in Denver right, last right. year? Just kind of out of nowhere. And now then he came out guy. the day later and said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And now Aaron Rodgers is ripping Sean Payton. This is just, yeah. I love just like this. Yeah. This rivalry has been born out of like thin air. They just created yeah, a rivalry right. <laughs> that didn't need to be there out of whole cloth. It's just amazing. Yeah, well, Peyton it comes back now. He gets bribed to come back to Denver. Yeah. He gets all powerful and he's he can 
you know, he's always shot off his mouth, but a lot of it was down there in New Orleans, you know, with the lesser media and stuff. And uh, this thing, he just goes off. Yeah. And, uh, he's he's a, he's crazy. That's for sure. One <laughs> of the worst coaching never... jobs in the history of the NFL. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. where do you ever hear that? I mean, the NFL has had Abe Gibran, for goodness sake. And Les Steckel. Yeah, right. Last, oh, yeah. It's it was it's humor. I'd I'd love to see that in the NFL too, because they hate it so much. Oh yeah, hates that. I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL attempts to find him. Yeah, you know, yeah, the the yeah, that you know that's that's uh, certainly the the fellows on uh, in New York are not uh, happy with uh, with this becoming the best the best story so far of training camp. I it's, think, uh, yeah, I think they'll right. let it go until October eighth though, because that's when these guys play each other. Oh, that's, that's right. And Rod- where is it in Denver, Green Bay? I, I'd, have, uh, I'd have to look New that York. up. But Rogers' quote over the weekend was pretty good though. He said. It made me feel bad that someone who has accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure. They have to take another man down to set themselves up for some easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I think that was way out of line, inappropriate, and I think he needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yes, it's uh, it's great. How about Rob? How about uh, uh, Rogers taking less money to? Yeah. There. So he he definitely wanted out, and uh, definitely I think wants it was to great, win. great for the Packers too. So that, yeah, I mean, it was time. It was time there. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a great story. I love I love anything that, that besmirches the NFL. I I'm a big fan of the, them not being able to control the message. Yes, completely, completely, which they do. So, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the links, Patrick. Uh, I thought oh, they yeah. were going to go in the. They're going to go in the tank when when Collier uh, got hurt, but they beat the Liberty and the Sun without Nafisa Collier, two of the three best teams in the league. They're now back to five hundred after that zero and six start. That's that's pretty good. Yes, can we uh, dream of winning a playoff game, winning the second playoff game since Miamore uh, re- retired? What's your favorite stat? It's one of your favorite of stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, don't know. I like. Maybe I like to bring that up, but Maybe. yeah, it's certainly not. Not collapsing for Caitlin, which was no. my when I looked at this roster, I said, oh, they're trying to get the number one draft yeah. No, they're not. They're looks like they're gonna, the playoffs seem like they're um, who's, they're who's more terrible? They're, who's who's terrible? Who's gonna I mean they they go on a two year basis, but who's gonna end up getting the first round draft choice? They have a lottery too, right? Don't they? Yeah, they have a lottery. Um there's some bad there's some bad teams this year. The the Lakers are probably gonna you be know who, uh, you know who might be tanking for uh Caitlin? Seattle Sparks. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. The sparks, the sparks are terrible. Yeah, there's some teams that aren't I'm very good this sure year. She'd love. I'm sure she'd. Uh, you know, she might be a country girl and all that stuff. I mean, a Des Moines girl, but uh, she might be a small, small place girl. But I think she got an agent telling her she can make a lot more money in L.A. and any other yeah. place, ads and stuff. So anyway, links are all the way up to sixth in the league standings now. At yeah, that's 13, amazing. Thirteen out of twelve teams, and eight of them make the playoffs. So it's going to be. It's almost, it's, they, easy, it's almost less avoidable than it is to win the AL Central, as we're finding And out. you know what's funny, though, is when they get beat, they still get beat. Oh, yeah. They'll yep. just get beat by 30 it's, when they get beat. It's and it's usually two. when they don't play defense, and Cheryl Reeve does not like when yep. they don't play defense. Yes. All right. All right, sir. Appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Yeah. Blue Twins. Kiss. Goodbye.